I'm Al John Go, podcaster and producer of the Disney List, Skull Rock Podcast, and Dining at Disney. When you're creating content, podcasts, webcasting, live streaming, or wanting to step up your video conference calls, you need quality gear and accessories. That's why I use Gator Frameworks in my studio. From professional broadcast boom arms and microphone stands, studio monitor speaker stands, ring light kits, headphone holders, elite furniture studio desks, and acoustic wall treatments, Gator Frameworks has you covered. Gator is the leading brand of cases, stands, and support system solutions for music, pro AV, creative pro, IT, and general utility industries. They have over 1,000 different solutions made from vacuum-formed plastics, rational molded plastics, wood, sewn, and EVA materials. Leveraging their expertise in case design and manufacturing, Gator has a complete OEM division that works with leading companies around the world to engineer and create custom cases for original equipment manufacturers. For more information, visit GatorFrameworks.com. Product provided in exchange for promotional consideration. Skull Rock Podcast, talking all things Disney, with your hosts, Al John Go and Dave Bossert. Do you just love to learn more about the magic that embodies animated films, theme park attractions, and more? The all-encompassing universe created and produced by the genius of Walt Disney has spanned nearly 100 years and counting. From his earliest film endeavors with the Laughagram cartoons and the Alice comedies, to the creation of Mickey Mouse, to the first animated feature film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and then dreaming up Disneyland, Walt Disney continuously raised the creative bar, and today his company has carried on that tradition as a global entertainment juggernaut. I'm Dave Bossard, artist, filmmaker, and author. And I'm Al John Go, musician, podcaster, and radio guy. Every week, Dave and I will explore the entertainment galaxy that is Disney with insightful conversation, stories, and special guests talking all things Disney. Listen to never-before-heard stories and behind-the-scenes moments from some of your favorite Disney films, theme park attractions, performances, books, music, and so much more from knowledgeable, insightful, and thought-provoking hosts and guests. Hear the latest news about Disney past, present, and future. Skull Rock Podcast is your go-to source for the magic we all love. Skull Rock Podcast. Visit SkullRockPodcast.com. music i love it welcome back to the disney list before we get started on this week's topic let's explore the awesome travel deals with our travel preferred travel partner Kristen. theme parks and cruises at gmail.com Kristen, how's it going good good we got some awesome deals for our listeners to take advantage of don't we i guess we do right now over at Walt Disney World, you can save up to $500 on a five-night stay at select Disney Resort Hotels, and that's for the spring and early summer. So you can book that. It's going to be for most days now through July 7th, so definitely early summer there. Um, but if you were to book like a five-night stay at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge with this offer, you could save $500. So a lot of good resorts that you can check out. Um, all of them from the value moderates and in, you know, your deluxe resorts are all included in this of how much you can save. So, That's but of awesome. course you're going to save the bigger dollar amount on those deluxe resorts. I love it. I love it. Some of my favorite resorts in there in this deal, you've got the Yacht and Beach Club, you've got Grand Floridian, and of course, our favorite moderate of all time, Coronado Springs. And you can oh, stay yeah. at the new Destino Tower. Yes, you can. I love that, Kristen, not only have you been to the parks a billion times, <laughs> I exaggerate, a lot. You've been to the parks a lot. What are other reasons that our listeners should book their trip with you? I will help you save money up to the day you travel. So if you were to book something now for, say, October, which there's no deals available, once those deals come out, I get up early and I get on the phone and wait those three, four, five hours on hold to uh, get those promotions added to your package. There's nothing you have to do. You don't have to worry about it. Um, I handle all of that for you. So I save you money and definitely a lot of time and frustration <laughs> that's true where can people email you so that you can help them book 
their next Disney trip or cruise, any cruise line or even universal, where can people email you? Theme parks and cruises at gmail.com. We'll have the link in the show notes as well. Awesome. Let's get this show started. The following is a production of the Sorcerer Radio Network. Are you guys ready? Are you ready? From the Gator Framework Studio in Music City, it's the Disney List. The Disney List. Disney fans Kristen Hetzel and Al John Go bring you top 10 lists from the Disney parks, films, Star Wars, Marvel, news, travel tips, and more. Now prepare yourself for the Disney List. Welcome in, everybody, to yet another edition of the Disney List, where we bring you the best list from the Disney parks. Also, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, Muppets, everything in the world and the universe, the multiverse, if you will, of Disney. I'm lifelong Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, and pop culture fan, Al John Go, and I have my sitting shotgun, as always, is Kristen. Hello, Kristen. Hello. Want to make your little intro there? Yes, I am a Disney foodie and travel expert. Nice. And we're so happy you decided to join us on the weekly Disney List podcast. In this program, not only we talk about Disney news, too, and our little hot take, we're also going to bring you this awesome list. It is a top 10 list of our favorite what, Kristen? Our favorite restaurants at Magic Kingdom. Mm. Typically, we would reserve a topic like this for Dining at Disney, but because you guys have been covering some Disney news in your podcast, Dining at Disney, Kristen, twice a week. Yes. You haven't had like a panel discussion show in quite some time. No, but we are looking to have guests on very soon. Um, we do have planned in the next uh, two months to have Dave Bossert back on the show, as well as having Todd from um, from traveling. Oh my gosh, I just drew blank. Um, Todd Strobel, he is a cast member, um, and he talks a lot about uh, Disney food and stuff like that, too. He has a YouTube channel, so... Um, yeah. We're yeah, going to be having a... him on, as well as Andrew from Sorcerer Radio. Yeah. Yeah. There he Traveling is. Right? Traveling around, around Disney. Disney. That's it. Yeah. Todd Strobel. Good, good stuff. I like it. And of course, um, Andrew Sparks there with Traveling Around the World. I have to ask him if he has any family in Pennsylvania. Probably does. Probably because does. Strobel. I have relatives that have that last name. Strobel is like a big, you know, Catholic name. There were so many Strobels that went to my Catholic high school. Like, it was ridiculous how many Strobels oh, there really? were. Oh, really? Yeah, there are tons of Strobels here in Did Middle Tennessee. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, hey, we encourage you to also give us those reviews, those five-star reviews. Right now, we're scoring 4.5 out of 5 there at Apple Podcasts. Uh, Wolfie9653 has said... Great Disney podcast. I listen every week. Well, <laughs> and thank you so much. And uh, Lindsay Marie, of course, our our big supporter, Patreon supporter. And I say Patreon, I mean uh, Anchor.fm, <laughs> the hub of all things. The Disney list says the best Disney podcast ever. <laughs> I love this podcast. Kristen and Al John are the best. Well, we love you too. Uh, Lindsay, we appreciate that. And uh, we appreciate everybody giving us those uh, reviews there. And uh, we do appreciate it. Every little bit helps the algorithm. And I would encourage everybody also to follow us on the Facebook page. We're there. Uh, probably the best place for to, to follow our happenings is on Facebook. We also, of course, on the old Twitter and uh, um, what else? Instagram. <laughs> We're on the Instagrams, yo. So be sure to check that out. Uh, I love talking about food, and it's pretty ironic considering we haven't eaten lunch yet, and I'm starving. I'm starving. Um, I hope uh, by the time we're done with this, it'll be time for dinner instead. This is true. So I'm going to have a little snacky snack. Or it'll be, uh, it could be dinner, lunch and dinner together. Liner? Yeah, you know, okay. instead of brunch, what are you going to call it? I don't know. I don't know. Liner. Uh, by the time you're listening <laughs> to this, uh, Mother's Day would have already passed. But uh, I have the hardest time thinking about getting you stuff for mother's day. I'm like, do you, this year, um, do we need to do a spa treatment for you? Cause I'm happy to do it or mother's day off or get you a, a babysitter for a day. So you can just do everything you want to do. I mean, we got to think of something. 
Well, I will figure it out. Okay. You got to <laughs> figure it out. I hope everybody uh, that's a mom and, uh, you know, um, has a great or had a great Mother's Day by the time you listen to this. You are cherished. You are valued. And thank you so much for being moms out there. And uh, I know if you're listening to this show, you got to be a good mom. That's for that's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. So let's launch into... Did I tell you that uh, hopefully by the time you hear this, we would have already went to go see Dr. Strange? Because I can't handle it anymore. <laughs> I can't handle it. I can't handle spoilers. They're all over the place. Everybody's so excited about Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And as uh, how much do you think Dr. Strange has made so far, Kristen? Oh, I, I, I can't even guess. Can you venture a guess? Can you venture a guess? Uh, Doctor uh, Strange. A hundred okay. million? I don't know. I'm terrible at uh, guessing these things. So just Friday and opening, they've already are on pace to do 185 to 200 million in the domestic box office. Holy smokeazoids! That is huge. Doctor Strange going great. Friday just uh, you know 36 million in Thursday previews. Another 170 domestically i mean it's gonna be insane well i was close to guessing just the amount for friday i said a hundred hundred million they hit 90 million just on friday so i was close close. close. (laughs) of course this marks the return of sam raimi into the world of directing uh movies for marvel the last one of course sam raimi was attached to was uh the toby mcguire spider-man of course uh, this also marks the return of benedict cumberbatch uh reprising his role as Doctor Strange, who's an awesome actor, as well as Elizabeth Olsen as the Scarlet Witch, who is also amazing. The two of them have great chemistry, but I did see, uh, I did happen to read that Elizabeth Olsen was texting Paul Bettany because uh, she misses him because they do so much press together as Vision and Scarlet Witch. Well, he seems like, I've, well, I've always thought this, he just seems like he'd be a really nice guy if you met him. You know, very so. down-to-earth kind of person. That he'd be fun to do, you know, those kinds of things with. When you watch the interviews, you always see some of these people that they look like they just would are so much fun and have fun with their coworkers having to do all those press things. Because I'm pretty sure after a while that gets really tiresome because you're answering so many of the same questions Uh, just from different people. So which one of the Avengers would you like to hang and have dinner with a dinner party with? Oh, gosh. I think Paul Bettany would be amazing. Think him, and I think him, and I think Elizabeth Olsen would be super cool. They seem like down to earth people, the two of them. And I think uh, Hemsworth too. Hemsworth, is yeah, just, he's definitely on my list because he him and he jokes Wattini around both, a lot just, when they do when he does his his press things, like that clip where he's like kind of trying to joke with Brie Larson, and she's like having she none of having it. it. She ain't um, having any of it. Um, yeah, I like hmm. I like I like the two I like those three and uh you know I, I also like uh Don Cheadle, War Machine. Yes. He seems like just an incredibly fun guy. As much as I love Robert Downey Jr., I think uh I think I think he have to be like the life of the party. I mean, there's no way anyone's going to get anything in. I think everybody would be all eyes on RDJ and um when you have these kind of dinner parties or game night or whatever you're doing with just a bunch of friends and you're just coming over, hanging out, drinking and having dinner, um, you want to kind of go back and forth and everybody gets a turn. And I think having some of those, I think Scarlett would be fun. Scarlett Johansson, I think would be a lot of fun and, and possibly, um, possibly Chris Pratt. Yeah. I think he may be, he, He'd be very nice and a lot of fun, but he doesn't seem like the guy that you really want to be like drinking with at, at a bar. Okay, you know, so okay, guy. so let's shift the conversation. You know, because I'm filibustering, we we need we need time for this hour long podcast, yo. So, ultimate Avenger actor drinking buddy wingman is who? If you had to choose, I would think. Well, I don't know if he drinks anymore. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I think because yeah. you know he knows what's good, oh, just like a, Johnny Depp. You oh, know, yeah, he, you <laughs> get those people that <laughs> ironic, isn't it? That are it's true. It's are true. the big drinkers? You know, they know what's good because they're not just drinking the cheap stuff. You know, they're drinking the good stuff, so they'd be fun to drink with, especially if they were buying. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I sure couldn't right. uh, could not afford a bottle of anything either of them. Same, I sure same, drink. Yeah, same with Paul Bettany. Paul um, Bettany would, would be right up there, I think. I think Chris Hemsworth would be kind of fun to drink he's with, a beer, too. He's a beer guy, yeah. right? I mean, I look at he him and I so. look at Thor, and I would think that he's just totally all about the beer. Mm. I think Benedict Cumberbatch and Wong, you know, and I say that because Wong is his actual name, <laughs> you know, because I think the two of them would be great because the two of them would just sit around and just pal around, and I think Taika Waititi, too. So you'd have those guys and Korg, you know, together – would be an amazing, amazing fun time. And honestly, I think even the cast of uh, Spider-Man would be fun too, because uh, I think Tom Holland and Zendaya, I think those two would be great. Um, so anyway. Oh, oh, and I'm forgetting one of my favorites. Hawkeye. Yes. Dude. Okay, um, there you go. There's my guy, Hawkeye. He's my and, guy. And. Hawkeye and Hawk Girl. Hawkeye, not Hawk Girl. <laughs> Hawkeye and. Um, Oh shoot, man! I'm having a brain fart. Oh, now. oh, anyway. oh! And I'm drawing a blank on his his real name. Who's the this? guy who plays Loki? Oh, Tom Hiddleston. Yes, Tom Hiddleston. Okay, okay. I changed my mind. Tom Hiddleston for forever. Tom Hiddleston. Yes. <laughs> I think he's. Yeah, you're right. Tom Hiddleston would be the guy because he's just. I think okay, okay. We're gonna have to just do this roundtable at some point with everybody and just talk about who our favorite Avengers are and who our favorite Hangs would be, and who uh, we'd like to go to the bar with and. Who you'd like to? Who would you like to go to a Disney park with? Now that's a good question, right? Who would you like to go on a Disney vacation with, just to hang and do all the rides and stuff? Because I think Tom would probably uh, still would, be at the top. I would, yeah, because I mean, we went to that D twenty three Expo and he out of nowhere started singing. You know, I mean, he seems like he he they legitimately love. loves. Disney, he loves what he gets to do. I'm, I'm Chris I just Evans think is like fun. that. Chris Evans says he loves going to Disneyland. I don't know. There's, I'm just not a big Chris Evans fan. Oh, you're breaking my heart. Breaking my heart. Um, Tom Holland seems like he'd also have a lot of fun going to the park because oh, he yeah. enjoys well, he's, doing well, the rides. Yeah. You know? He doesn't seem like Hollywood has affected him the least bit, at least not yet. Michael Rooker. Yondu. Oh, gosh. I think he would be amazing. To go to the park with, because Mary Poppins, y'all. I think he'd be like, I, I, I think if Yondu, I, I'd love to see them bring back Yondu in the multiverse, because he was one of my favorite uh, Guardians characters, and Ryan Reynolds too. When they when they get Ryan Reynolds pushed in there in Deadpool, you know, in officially in the uh, MCU, yeah. I think he would be great because I think he also is a very kind of grounded person. At least that's a persona. And that he would be just fun and witty and have fun. But anyway, uh, well, who are your, some of your favorite Avengers you'd like to go to a Disney park with? I think that would be a great topic <laughs> for discussion. Just rando discussion. So uh, please hit us up on the show, uh, on the show social media. That'd be amazing. So, so I'll tell you, um, you know who else is showing up now? Now that uh, Moon Knight has kind of uh, ended its run and we saw the, the season finale of Moon Knight. Did you like that? Yes, it was good. Yeah, yeah. Moon Knight's a, a great show. I'm curious but, to uh, see where that's going to go. But they now have Wanda and, and the parks. So if you want to go see Wanda Maximoff, Wanda, a.k.a. Is she come out as Wanda or does she come Scarlet out as Witch. Scarlet Witch? Oh, she's Scarlet Witch. She's Scarlet got Witch, the, okay. She's got the tiara crown thing. Plus she has the black fingertips because, you know, she's corrupted by the Darkhold. So she's she's been studying that, that evil book. So... Um, it's funny, you know, every time you see evil books, there's Sam Raimi in the background going, ha, 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 I'm here. It makes sense. Every time you see evil book, like the Necronomicon for Evil Dead, or you see the ne- uh, you see the um, the Darkhold, here I am. So, um, so pretty cool stuff there. They have at Disneyland, at, uh, uh, not Disneyland, but uh, over there in the- Disney uh, California, California Adventure. California Adventure. They've got the brand new sipper, Eye of Agamotto sipper. Doesn't this look cool? It's at Shawarma Palace. Mm-hmm. 
You can pick this up now. It's got a little lanyard on it, so you can wear it around your neck. It looks like your- an egg. Yes, it's going to be a super big Ivog. <laughs> can you imagine Boo and Jack-Jack wearing that thing? No. I mean, that's pretty insane. It's but probably it's- as big as their head. Oh, that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I like the eye of Akimoto. You know, still very powerful. Relic. Hey, that's how we'll have to slow her down. We have to get something like that, that then put a whole bunch of stuff in it so she can't just keep running. <laughs> you can find <laughs> the sipper in limited quantities there. Um, well, it's supposed to come with a bottled Coke beverage of your choice at Sharma Palace for $24.79. Uh, you can also find Iron Man's Infinity Gauntlet there as well. So they still have that and. uh I can't wait to get my hands on that at some point in the future. That'll be fun. Uh, in more Disneyland news, a fan favorite show has returned to Disneyland. Uh, care to venture what that is? Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> uh, it would be storytelling uh, at the Royal Theater. The 25-minute live show is back. It includes classic fairy tales like Beauty and the Beast, Tangled, comedically retold by Mr. Smith or Smythe and Mr. Jones. So you can see there, once upon a time there, um, with all these great tales being retold. So yes, that's fine. With Beauty and the Beast part of it. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast is part of it. Yes, that's that's true. That's true. Um, It is Pacific American Heritage Month there in Disney World. Um, Of course, me being Filipino-Chinese, I'm in there. Asian Americans, uh, Native Hawaiian Pacific Islanders Heritage Month is there. And to celebrate, they are offering a world of voices, which uh, highlights the talented Asian community with experiences in entertainment, food, and beverages you can check out here. Uh, They've got that dim sum platter that you talked about there at Dining at Disney with the spring rolls, cheesy wontons, and house-made General Tso's chicken and shumai, among other things. Isn't that nice? You can also get the tuna pokey at Nomad and the Kakigori, of course, over there in Japan. Anything else there? Yes, they have over at Amaret's Patisserie, the Philippines. Go say it. Maganda. Mm-hmm. U- is it ube? Yeah. Traditional okay. Filipino dessert <laughs> using ube chiffon layered cake and caramel banana mousse and banana liqueur. Um, that's great. I love it. And then... To boot, one more thing. You can get the Korean uh, bulgogi steak hot dog over- Bulgogi, bulgogi. The L is a little soft, bulgogi. Okay. At BB Wolf's Sausage Company, made with spicy Korean beef and pork hot dog, bulgogi, I can't say it, you did. steak you just, you just and pickled vegetables. <laughs> and they also have where you can get at Isaki a violet sake. Oh, it's so good, guys. So it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Well, you can uh, break down more of the offerings there at the Dining at Disney podcast with Kristen. And uh, you can definitely check that out for Asian American Heritage Month. Disney, to our chagrin, is announcing the Encanto sing-along film concert. Oh, no. Kristen. So there's <laughs> another thing that our little daughter is going to love. Because uh, you can sing along to We Don't Talk About Bruno because she does that every day. Oh so do we gosh. as a result of that earworm magic. So you can definitely check that out over. She was in the car the other day going, Bruno, no, no, no. no, no. And just kept saying it over and over again. Singing it, but not like it is sung in the song or in the movie. <laughs> she just kept doing it. I was like, oh, okay. So during this film concert, you'll see the entire movie from start to finish and on-screen lyrics will be provided just in case you don't know the words by now. VIP ticket pass- packages are available for purchase and ticket prices will vary depending on the venue and location of the seat. There are going to be 32 stops along this sing-along concert tour. Um, so you can definitely check that out. It's got a 10-piece orchestra playing the music as audience members watch the film on screen during the songs, audiences are encouraged to sing along as the band plays. So there you go. Coming we need to, to see a, if that comes here. Coming to a venue near you. All right. Hey, did you uh, find out, uh, hear about Bob Iger's latest uh, business deal? Of course he's got a business deal. Yes. Because so, heaven forbid he do nothing. <laughs> this is true. 
So recently, Iger had joined the board of directors for tech company Genies Inc., and now he's made a yet another investment in a non-tech company. He is partnering with a consortium to acquire 25 stake in Funko, the $263 million investment, as you may know is uh, Funko, the toy company behind all those Funko pop figures that are everywhere and Disney and Walmarts and Hot Topics and everywhere. And uh, Rob, I- uh, Rob Iger, Bob Iger <laughs> uh, recently tweeted, I'm a big fan of at Original Funko and excited to join the team. Um, there you have it. We got a few pun- fun uh, pop finals here in the house, which are which are cool. Most of them are in your office, I think. No, DJ they Sourcy. are in that... Third oh, they're in the bedroom. Disney room. Okay, they're in the Disney. <laughs> that has the Disney, all the, the Disney, Disney stuff for now. All right, there you go. There you go. Anyway, uh, uh, that is all the news, other than the fact that Obi Wan uh, trailers smoking awesome. Um, looking forward to that and more talk about food right now. <laughs> There are so many eateries at Magic Kingdom, but of all of them, we're going to bring you our favorite 10. Yes? Yes. Uh, These are all ones where you can get a meal, not just just a snack. Because some places are completely just snack items. Yes. Um, these are our favorites. Uh, some of them are, ra- they're all ranked by our favorites and uh, there are some omissions. Uh, this is mostly counter service, um, but there are also um, table service, table service and counter service, quick service uh, locations. But um, there are some glaring omissions in this list and we should go ahead and address them off the bat. Do you want to address some of these? Well, maybe we should list. wait. Maybe we should wait till we get done with number two before we get uh, what number one is, and then mention those two places. I like how your mind thinks about this. Number ten. What's number ten? It is Columbia Harbor House. Mm. Uh, this is located over at Liberty Square. It's right across from the Haunted Mansion. It is a quick service location. It's one that I think is often. Overlooked. I think it's very easy for people to walk by and not even realize it's there. That's why I like it. <laughs> um, it's never crowded. It's never busy um, when we've ever been there. Mm-hmm. And it has seafood. So if you like seafood, like lobster rolls, you can get that there, which that's kind of that and their salmon are my two go to dishes there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very New England style seafood restaurant. Mm. And it is quick service. And there's a restroom in there. There is a restroom in there. Yeah. Re- and they do take mobile ordering. That's right. That's nice. Yeah, I like that. So it's American style, American fair, mobile orders, quick service. Um, this is their description on the website is real and delicious seafood from New England, New England inspired favorites. And more as you dine in a cozy seafaring setting. And meal prices range from fourteen ninety nine per adult and um, under, and under, which is nice. So it's uh, easy on the pocketbook, um, comparatively speaking, from the rest of the stuff. As you mentioned, their signature lobster roll is there, which is yummy. Um, the captain's catch had that before. It's fish topped with cabbage slaw and tartar sauce. It's wonderful, good stuff in there as well. And our favorite, the grilled salmon. So you can definitely get there. There are also plant-based options in there as well. One of the things that I think is is good um, mm-hmm. uh, Go is the trio platter for people to share. Oh, okay. Uh, if you're looking to, especially if you have kids, because this one has fried shrimp, chicken strips, and battered fish with Ooh. hush puppies, and of course, choice of side, which who's not going to go with French fries? So I think that's like a really good thing if you have kids that like the kids can share something like Ooh, that. I like, you know what? That's a great idea. I love that. Idea. All right. So now, I'm sorry, my, my throat we need is to like get killing you, me. We need to get you something. What? Like what? Somebody? I don't know. Something to make you stop sounding like, eh, I'm going to cough to death. Can't help myself. My throat is giving me a hard time. Number nine. Okay, here we are. 
Pinocchio's Village House. Mm, do tell. So this is located over in Fantasyland. It's very close <laughs> to um, Columbia Harbor House. Uh, you can, there's a window that if you sit by in the restaurant, you can overlook. It's a small world. And a lot of kids like to sit there. You can often see young kids because they can wave at the boats as they, as they go by. I do like that. That's pretty fun. Um, so you often, like every time we're on it, we always look up to see if there's any, you know, little kids in the window and stuff like that. This to me reminds me of like the quintessential Magic Kingdom restaurant. You know, you've got the big, the big oh, yeah. uh, cafeteria. You've got the the Pinocchio theming all around it from the village house. And it says here in the description, um, friends can eat on Italian favorites as this quaint cottage inspired by Disney's film Pinocchio. And this is also American Fair. Surprising. <laughs> American Fair yeah, at Pinocchio but no, no, Village no. Hold House. Hold on. Hold on. This is what doesn't make sense about that. What does it say up at the top? Can feast on Italian favorites, but it's American. <laughs> Sure. Okay, Disney. Uh, take mobile orders <laughs> and quick service in there as well. This is also a fourteen ninety nine and under kind of joint. So once again, easy, easy peasy when it comes to quick service restaurants. And they've got some pretty cool meals here. Not not too shabby for, for a theme park. Lots of flatbread options. I think that's the the, the biggest draw. It is in the flatbreads this. the flatbreads are good. Um one that we're going to have to try when we go later this year is going to be that roasted street corn flatbread mm. drizzled with cilantro mayo. Man, I'm, so, I'm starving. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm so hungry. The margarita flatbread is a go-to of mine. Mm -hmm. I enjoy that one. They also have an all meat. There's a gourmet cheese, pepperoni. If you want a salad, you can get a Caesar salad and they have where you can add chicken to that. Um, there's something else I was thinking was on the menu. Well, they also have plant, plant-based as well. Oh, yes. They have right now what's called the 1971 meal. This costs $19.71. Oh. Uh, it's an all-meat flatbread. It has garlic knots, fountain beverage, and a 50th anniversary themed cake pop. Oh, that's a nice little combo so there. share that with somebody. I like that idea. I and like the idea of sharing um, because when you do share, you can go to more places and try more. Sharing things. is caring. And I like the the fact that it's, you know, 1971, the year Walt Disney World started. So pretty cool. And I dig, I dig that. I dig that a lot. And, and for people who don't eat meat, they do have a plant-based cheese pizza offering as well. There you have it. Number eight. All right. Number eight is what? Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> That's why you like me, because I am ridiculous. Okay. This is located in Liberty Square. Um, it's quick service, but it has one of our favorite things. It has the funnel cakes as well as the sweet waffle sandwiches. Yeah, this is, um, this is a great sandwich joint. I love it. Yes, mm -hmm. it's very good. Yeah, you can fill the hollow in your belly. Who writes this copy? Uh, fill the hollow in your belly with a tasty treat at this quaint back cottage by Cinderella's Castle. Now, this can, you know, a lot of people also overlook this place because it's just right off the beaten path kind of. You can choose between sweet waffle sandwiches or funnel cakes topped with strawberries and whipped cream. Uh, mobile orders accepted as well, being a quick service um, with this meal's uh, for breakfast and snacks are $14.99 per adult and under. And we love the funnel funnel cakes, but definitely love the sandwiches as well. Do you want to go over some of that? Yeah. Uh, one of the things that they have for... Um, you want to go with the snacks, the snack menu? Yeah, you let's look at the a, snack okay, menu. The one that I like, and it's slightly different from what it originally was when they first came out with this sandwich and it's the sweet and spicy chicken waffle sandwich. It has a broccoli slaw with a honey sriracha glaze. Um, and it's served with housemade chips. It's a very good sandwich. Not as good as the original one was because the original one, they did the arugula on it. And I actually mm -hmm. prefer that to the broccoli slaw, mm -hmm. but Same. it's very good. 
Yeah, and their menu changes because of the snack menu. They also have seasonal sandwiches that, that come into play as well. Uh, you can get turkey legs there after 7 p.m. You've got the hand-dipped corn dog, also one of my faves, and that also comes with house-made chips, which I dig. All kinds of great snacks uh, with the waffles and the, the stuff there. And for breakfast, lest we forget, they have Mickey-shaped waffles with strawberries and powdered sugar and the original Mickey waffle. So a great place to go straight in if you want to have breakfast. Just remember to bring a bunch of wet naps with you because there's going to be powdered sugar and syrup everywhere because that's just oh, how that rolls. Yeah. It's like, don't it's wear like, black if you're going to eat funnel cakes. It's like going to Cafe Du Monde. You know, there's going to be powdered sugar everywhere with all that beignets, but this is not beignets. It's just all waffles. So <clears throat> there you have it. Waffles and funnel cakes. You got that right. Number seven. Over at Cinderella's Castle is Cinderella's Royal Table. <laughs> and that is our next place. This is a signature dining experience. Uh, so whenever the Disney dining plan is around, it takes two credits uh, to dine there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are hoping that sometime this year we do see the Disney dining plan come back. It would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be it definitely more pricey. It is a signature. Uh, didn't I always say signature? I don't know if you did or not. It is a character location. However, currently the characters aren't there. So as things get more back to normal, I'm hoping we do see them return to Cinderella's Royal Table because that was really a cool experience um, because the inside does look like a castle and it has all the pretty arches and the like coats of arms and all that kind of stuff in it. Yeah, so. I mean, it's a castle dining room from back in the medieval period. So there you go. Uh, they do serve Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So if you can't get whichever one you're looking for, there's always a chance to get in uh, for another meal. So it's nice that it's open the whole day. You know, personally, I I I like the theming just because where else are you going to eat, you know, in a castle setting? I mean, it's pretty cool. So the young kid and the adult kid in me like eating here. Like, we like it. And I say we, meaning me and my my older and younger self. <laughs> I'm like Moon Knight all of a sudden. I, I have these I have oh, multiples no. in me. Uh, yes, dine inside Cinderella Castle during this one of a kind fairy tale dining experience, which is really nice. Of course, signature dining, as Kristen mentioned, on there. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They're open for that for a few hours every day. Uh, valid mission and park reservation for same park on same date is required. So be sure that uh, you are set to visit the park and get going on this out of all the restaurants. This is probably one of the highest reviewed had the most reviewed on TripAdvisor with uh, over 4,000 reviews and they all rate it pretty high, you know, being a four out of five star experience on this, but it is expensive because it is signature. So keep this in mind. You want to go over some of the pricing? Yeah, it could be over $60 per adult. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. You want to tell them about maybe some of the stuff they could experience there? Because it's, is it still being served family style this time? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Um, I could just open the menu, I guess, if you want. Let's do that. Okay. Uh, okay. So for breakfast, it's 42 per adult and 27 per child. They'll bring you a pastry plate. So you have assorted breakfast pastry pastries, but you also have a choice of your entree. So you get one entree with all of the pastries mm. for breakfast. And then for those of you that would prefer lunch, lunch is going to cost a little bit more than that. Um, it's going to be $62 per adult. You get a choice of an appetizer, a entree, as well as a dessert. Uh, the same works for kids. That The kids is $37. So, I guess you can consider this what a, uh, almost like a prefix menu. Mm, yeah. Yeah, because you get a choice. You get a choice of more things than a lot of prefix menus have. Mm. Um Dinner is going to be the same price, $62 per adult, 
37 for kids. Some of the things on the menu, if you're interested in the entrees, they've got like a tenderloin of beef. There is a sustainable catch as well as with one of the dishes is called Magic Carpet Ride. It is a spice crusted pork tenderloin with pork belly and curry couscous, glazed rainbow carrots, and a peppercorn flying carpet. So the dishes are definitely going to be more than just like having a, a hamburger or something like that, that you can find in a lot of the other locations. Well, I'd hope a little for bit 60. more upscale um, type menu items. I would hope for 60 60 bucks, 65 or $62 that we get more kicked up options. So uh, there you go. Cinderella's Royal Table and uh, good times there at Cinderella Castle. And now we're at number five. So we have two places listed at number five. And why is that? Because they have the same menu. Oh, are they close by? (laughs) Yes, they are. Oh, imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) So... Liberty Tree Tavern, as well as the Diamond Horseshoe, currently have the same family-style menu going on right now. so weird. It is American. Uh, Both, of course, are in Liberty Square. They're located right next to each other. So I'm sure what it is, is they are sharing a kitchen. And therefore, at this time, um, things haven't gone back to normal yet. Yeah, because a lot of the tables were very, very tight in that dining area at Liberty Tree. So I'm sure expanding it out to Diamond Horseshoe gives them a little bit more social distance. Because remember, it was it was pretty tight over there. So do you want to read a little bit about any of this stuff here? Yes, it does have a New England-inspired fair. Can you open the menu for me? Because yes, I can't I can. remember verbatim what's on it. Yeah, sure. And this is, of um, course, American family style. Family style. I, I do know to start off with, they have the declaration salad. <laughs> Don't ask why I remember that. I just do. I, that is so random that you would say that. Um, <laughs> they also have... The what's called the Patriots platter, and it's roast turkey breast, Pennsylvania pot roast, and oven roasted pork with mashed potatoes, seasoned vegetables, herb stuffing, and house made mac and cheese. And this is all you care to enjoy bill of fare. So they're yes. going to give you that family style, you know, platters that they're known for. I mean, you can definitely eat your, you know, get the value out of this. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Dessert is the ooey gooey toffee cake. It's vanilla toffee cake with chocolate sauce and vanilla ice cream. Uh, it is 39 per adult and then 21 per child. I will say, however, that a lot of these buffets, I recommend going for a late lunch because then you can fill yourself up and you can kind of cut out doing a lunch and a dinner by just doing one big buffet for a late lunch. So it's not too, you're not going to bed with like your tummy full of food. So would you combine happens. it? Did you say you combine lunch and dinner as a liner? Liner or liner? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Hey, there's also all you care to enjoy plant-based tavern keepers feast in there. So not only do they have the declaration salad, as you mentioned, they also have the impossible meatloaf with mashed potatoes, mushroom gravy, and seasoned vegetables. If you're down with that, and that Johnny Appleseed warm apple cake with whipped topping and caramel. Mm. I don't know. I think the I think both of those cakes are great. I think I would prefer the toffee cake though. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. A lot of a lot of good stuff here. Plus, they also have hey, they got Alki Hall in this. Yes, because it's table service. Because it's table service. And the the table service restaurants that serve alcohol are things that go along with the menu. So Pairing. this being American, you have Sam Adams. <laughs> uh, they do have a drink on there called Spirit of Seventy Six Cider Shandy, and it is a Sam Adams lager that's topped with the. Angry Orchard Crisp Apple Hard Cider. So everything really truly fits the American the, um, the American menu. Like you've got Acrobat Pinot Noir from Oregon. So yeah. I question the Liberty Sangria a little bit, but I get it. You know, hints of apple and spice. It's all good. And by the way, did you know they also have wines by the glass or bottle there as well for you to enjoy? Yes. Mm-hmm. And one of them is the Federalist. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, the Federalist. Yeah. <laughs> Man, these are great. 
These are great. Talk about even the food is themed, you see. Hey, they also have the allergy-friendly bill of fare as well. Patriot's platter, mashed potatoes, herb, right, herb rice, and bread stuffing, declaration salad, and look at this, revolutionary impossible meatloaf. I do recommend for those who have food allergies to look at the menus online, scroll to the bottom. That's where they put all of the allergy-friendly information mm-hmm. so you can find really what you're looking for at the bottom of that menu and mm-hmm. know if that's going to suit your dietary needs or not. Yeah, they've got, they do have an incredible menu there uh, for casual dining restaurant, Liberty tree tavern, definitely scoring high marks with us and also scores pretty well. Uh, they're over 1000 reviews on TripAdvisor. They are scoring four out of five stars. So I still have a problem with saying that. What? Liberty tree tavern. I, it is so hard for me to say. To me, saying fuzzy wuzzy was a bear, fuzzy wuzzy had no hair was a lot easier than saying Liberty Tree Tavern. Yeah, you, you've always had problems. I know, that. I still okay. do. That's okay. That's why I'm here. It's, I'm here to help. Hey, but I can say it right now. It just isn't easy. It requires <laughs> me to pay attention. No problem. <laughs> um, this is also kind of like low key, one of my favorite places. Uh, in the Magic Kingdom. Number four. The Plaza Restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is located right off of Main Street. And it's very casual. It has a very small dining room. It is like a turn of the century. So very much like back in Walt's early days um, kind of decor. Exactly. It's very much like I'm going down... <laughs> It's like, you know, uh, father over there, the, uh, 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 shoot, uh, now I'm going to lose my freaking credibility here. Are you thinking about the dad in Carousel Progress? That's Is it, that Carousel what Progress, about? yes. I'm heading down to get a sarsaparilla. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, very much that kind of feel to it. Yes, absolutely. So uh, very charming, American casual, of course, uh, in it's there It's got that minty well. green color. I, I like it. I like it. I mean, that's what you you look for when you're going to dine, you know, in a place like this. Um, open for lunch and dinner. This is fifteen to thirty four ninety nine per adult. Um, so you get a whole wide variety of stuff uh, in. It is plaza. one of the one of the lower price points when it comes to a table service restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's not always busy. Like you know, it's fun when you go into the plaza and you're able to just kind of eat. Uh, we like to eat off the the busy hours because that's where you can kind of relax and eat without feeling like you're going to get pushed out and have a, a tremendous wait, even, you know, getting your reservations in advance using the app. So um, I just don't like to feel all crowded, crowded, you know? Yeah. Lately, I don't think there's any place you can go at Disney to not be crowded right no, now. This is true. Um, one of my favorites on here, um, which is kind of like my Disney must do food is the Monte Cristo sandwich, which is that deep fried funnel cake batter, house made bacon, roasted turkey, provolone sprinkled with iridescent. Oh, this is, and this is a special uh, 50th anniversary one with the strawberry jam and powdered sugar. They have the Monte Cristo over at Disneyland over there at uh, New, uh, New Orleans Square which I love so much, so I'm glad to see it here, at least for a limited time. Last time, I believe, I had the roasted beef au jus. Uh, it has house-cooked roast beef, caramelized onions and peppers with a horseradish sauce uh, on a toasted uh, seed roll served with au jus for dipping. And I like the dipping in my sandwich, so that's why I remember that I got that. <laughs> I love... A good meatloaf. So typically when I come here, you get the roast beef au jus. I get the homestyle meatloaf served with mashed potatoes and seasonal vegetables. All very good stuff. Plus, not to mention, they have a really good cup of chili here for, and I say cup, cup of chili. It's plant-based, but it's not bad. Nine bucks. I also often will try whatever if they have like a special limited time menu item because they do that too there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. They also have the Cheers to 50 Years, which is a huge, huge Sunday. Chocolate and vanilla ice cream, brownies, pretzels, hot fudge, caramel corn, chocolate drizzle, chocolate chip cookies, and whipped cream and a cherry on top. The you Cheers to 50 Years is also known as the kitchen sink. You oh. missed that there's fudge, not just hot fudge, but fudge. Actual fudge, yes. yes fudge, fudge blocks in there. But that's actually a twist on the kitchen sink. Yeah. Yeah, which is 
which is neat. Um, like I said, it's all good. You can even create your own entrees there with all the typical kids stuff. So if kids you want you, you're a little picky, you can have a little little choice. Here you have a choice. And that's simply for lunch. Dinner at the plaza is also a lot of fun. So um, they have a lot of the same things there. But just so you know, they also have uh, the, the banana pudding, dark chocolate banana pudding there for dessert, which is plant-based. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Good yep. times, right? Yeah. All right. Number three. I would say this is our go-to counter service quick service location at Magic Kingdom. And we always end up sharing something because you can get large portions there and you have the toppings bar. Yeah. This would be Pecos Bill's Tall Tale Inn and Cafe located in Frontierland. It is a giant restaurant. Um, and now on the menu, which for the past few years, this is what they've had. It's been uh, changed over to a Southwest fair. So you've got chicken fajitas, Southwest salad. They do have a, uh, a bacon cheeseburger on there. So if you, you know, don't like fajitas and things like that, there is the burger on the menu. Mm-hmm. Um, here, their 1971 meal is the beef nachos with yellow rice, a fountain drink, and the 50th theme, themed cake pop. I love um, I love their nachos. I love their nachos. They're just um, there's something just very satisfying about sitting down and just grabbing a plate of nachos and just going to town. But we've had a lot of stuff on this menu. Yes, we've done um, the pork the carnitas, rice bowls, mm-hmm, the we, beef nachos. We typically get the fajitas mm-hmm. and uh, we split it. Yes, and and share it because mm-hmm. it's a good amount. And like I said, I don't want to have my stomach be too heavy in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when I'm over there. Cause that means I'm going to be riding probably splash mountain and big thunder mountain and roller coasters. Aren't the best, even mild roller coasters when your stomach is really full. This is true. And that's, uh, you know, I get really hangry when I go to the park. So Kristen's always like, okay, let's get something to eat. And we split it. And I'm always like, you know, I don't know if this is going to be enough. No, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied after this. So it's not it's not too terribly bad if you have to split, if you've got a big appetite like yours truly. But um, having said that, I think the Southwest menu is 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 one of the best things there at, at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, and they've got a lot to choose from too because there's pork and chicken. It's not just... Well, I mean, it's everything you want in a yeah. kind of Southwest, you know, kind of fair, which is great. So please check that out as well. So Pecos Bills, this is probably yeah. Oh, you can get the iridescent churros there too right now. Yes, that's true. That is true. All right, here we go. Almost done. Number two. Jungle Navigation Company LTD Skipper Canteen. That's a mouthful. (laughs) A lot of people just call it Jungle Nav or Skipper Canteen. Skipper Canteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, the theming is probably my favorite, uh, outside of the castle. Yeah. And I take, I take that back. I take that back. The castle, this, and the next one are my favorite <laughs> because the, the, our number one is probably the best one. <clears throat> um, but I, I like the theming here. I like the fact what in my mind ranks it this high on the list is, It has a very unique menu. It's not what people typically think of when they think of amusement and theme park food. You often think of, you know, your hamburgers and your hot dogs and your things like that. But this place has a very different kind of menu. Yeah, African, Asian, Latin influenced. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So some of the menu items you can get here, there's a... Short ribs, so you can get uh, short ribs that have a sweet potato silk and sauteed greens and cucumber with a root vegetable slaw. Um, there's also tastes like chicken because it is like there's a play on all all the things here. Like it has the comedy, some comedy elements to this restaurant with the, its cast members. Um, like Dr. Fall's signature grilled steak. And it's actually steak. 
<laughs> right? Uh, sustainable fish in there as well. The Thai noodles they've got there, the curried vegetable stew. So, yes, yeah, a lot of different flavors there, including and not limited to their desserts because they have this Kungaloosh, African-inspired dessert with caramelized bananas, chocolate cake, um, served with cashew caramel ice cream and toffee dust. So that is a nice kind of uh, chocolate a la mode, I guess you can say. And if you like coconut, there is a oh, coconut yes. bar with pineapple basil, compote, and vanilla ice cream. Love Yum. it. Love it. It's good stuff there. And um, open for lunch and dinner. So there is a nice casual dining uh, vibe about it being sat down uh, with all the great stuff that they have here. It's pretty much the same menu uh, that you would see for lunch and dinner. And the the servers, the the cast members do like telling stories about the Skipper Canteen and kind of telling the history about the place. So a little bit of that uh, nice show there as well. So, yeah, right next to the world-famous Jungle Cruise. Love that. <laughs> So as we recap uh, some of these, or as we re- uh, finish, go toward that finish line, I'm not going to recap it, but there are some that are conspicuously missing from the list before we hit number one. What so are those? Before we hit number one, there's just two that I'm going to mention because I know a lot of people like these. I just don't get the greatest experience when I go to these two places. One of them being <laughs> Tony's Town Square Restaurant. Uh, I feel that they way, way, way overcook the pasta and it's kind of that mushy texture. All the time. And I like mine to be al dente. Yeah. Um, it's just t- always, it tastes over, it's overcooked. All, it's always soft, super soft and soupy. Yeah. Um, just not the best experience there. It's a very cute restaurant inside, um, especially if you like the movie Lady in, in the Tramp. Mm-hmm. Uh, next missing on the list is going to be Cosmic Ray Starlight Cafe. Yes, Sunny Eclipse is great, and he's probably the best thing there because the food there to me is it's very much your typical theme park food. Hamburgers, hot dogs, Chicken that kind nuggets. of stuff. Just That's just not... It's not my thing. I find it to be the burgers to just be so, so. And I'm a little on the picky side when it comes to probably hamburgers. I want my burger to be really good. Well, I feel um, I feel like for $14.99, you could probably spend your money on tastier fare. But if you're a family, um, it, it is, it's just, you know, you're in the neighborhood, you're there. You want to go ahead and get inside and get out of the heat for a minute. That is, It, it does have a spacious dining room there. There are restrooms there, so the family can sit down. Grandma and Grandpa can hang out. They can cool down. And I think that is, and then watch Sunny Eclipse, because I think that is probably the draw for that place. I would say the thing that I used to get all the time, because they had at the toppings bar there, you used to be able to get the melty nacho cheese. um, Cheese sauce. And so what I would get would be the French fries, and then you just have Load the cheese up the sauce fries on and it. Get, yeah, um, that and was that it. was like my go-to thing. Well, now, no more. Know, so, yes. So that's why that is missing. Uh, I'm a more adventurous diner. I will say that. Well, having said that, I think we've come to what is the number one place for everybody that has ever been in the Magic Kingdom since it opened. That would be number one. Is be our guest restaurant. Now, if you've been listening to this show for any lengthy amount of time, this should be of no surprise to you because number one, my favorite Disney movie, um, and one of my favorite movies just in general is Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. I've seen the movie, I would say somewhere around or more than 200 times. Uh, so I love the di- the dining room. Dining rooms, rooms are beautiful. I mean, you go into the one that looks like the uh, banquet hall in the movie. You have the West Wing and then you have like the gallery area. So you've got those three different dining rooms in there. The food is a more upscale food with French influences to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the technology of you know seeing beast picture change and the petals fall uh, on the rose and things like that are really really cool that you can't just see in any of the 
of the, uh, just any of the Disney restaurants. Yeah, you're walking into it's the movie unique. set. You're walking into the animated feature is what you're, what you're doing. They have, you know, the Knights in Shining Armor and the, in the, the hallway and all the stuff you're talking about in the West Wing, you know. And so, yeah, this is going to be for, for fans and for the family that loves the animated classic. I think when you walk in, that's what you see. And you will experience it, you know, when you walk outside. It, that's, it's, a, it's a great experience. And but we have to first just go ahead and get this, um, the, the big elephant in the room out of the way. Let's talk about the gray stuff. Oh, I was going to say, so the, uh, uh, let me just say though, it's 62 per adult. <laughs> okay. You get appetizer, entree, dessert. Is the gray stuff delicious? I think so. I like the gray stuff. Is it delicious and nutritious? It is not nutritious. Oh, <laughs> that's what our little girl is going to ask. No, she's not going to ask. She's just going to say <laughs> it's delicious and, and nutritious. nutritious. Yes. Yeah. Um, Which is not really. No. <laughs> but to her, everything that she likes is delicious. So therefore, it's also nutritious. It's my fault. <laughs> I taught her that. You taught her nutritious. I did not. <laughs> Entree. They've got pork tenderloin. There's a fresh market fish. Center cut filet mignon. Um, they have a spiced vegetable dish that you can get as well as chicken. So there's a little bit of something for everybody to choose from and desserts. You can choose. They've got the lemon jam, macaroon, dark chocolate truffle. Um, there's a chocolate tart, which does have the gray stuff and then a vanilla cake with lemon curd. I love how they bring the dessert the dessert cart around so you can see all the wonderful looking desserts are always good. The uh, vanilla cake, you can get that in place of the, of the trio, which has the other three. So it just depends. I would have to go with the trio of desserts because I like a variety of things. Very, very nice. Um, once again, this is signature dining. Yes. So you need to make sure you, you shell out and prepare yourself $60 per adult and over. 62 or 62 bucks. what the price was. There you go. Now, with some of these restaurants, and we, we neglected to mention some of this as well, there are discounts and benefits for annual pass holders and Disney Visa. Um, you just have to make sure you check um, or have our lovely Kristen check for you uh, when you're looking at dining. Because uh, there's opportunities there for you to uh, save at least 10% at Be Our Guest being an annual pass holder. So be sure to check that out as well. As we say... You know, you say this on Dining at Disney, Bon Appetit. So I'm yes. going to say it before you say it. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you steal it. This that was an one awesome. Time. That was an awesome top 10. I like it. That's because I know my food. <laughs> That's your food. Yes. I think uh, that was an awesome top 10 list. I do appreciate that. I appreciate our listeners. Thank you so much for checking us out, whether it's on Sorcerer Radio at srsounds.com, all Disney music all day long, or you're listening to the podcast on every podcast platform available. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Don't forget, you can check out the Disney list on all of our socials there. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And also check me out, Al John Go, there on the Instagrams. Um, my other podcast, our sister podcast, Skull Rock Podcast, is a weekly podcast dedicated to animation of Disney, pop culture, films, what's streaming. I am your co-host there, along with Disney Creative and award-winning author Dave Bossert and we have all of his talented friends come in we have people like the Bancroft brothers we've had people like Bob Gurr on the show talk about the Disney parks and Imagineers like Alan Coates talking about different attractions as well and all your favorite Disney films so be sure to check out Skull Rock Podcast. Kristen, where can people check you out there on the interwebs? I, I do want to add a little something to that. If yeah. you are looking for nice books mm -hmm. to get a Disney fan, whether it be, I mean, Mother's Day is now, so it's too late to do it for Mother's Day. But Father's Day or somebody's birthday, definitely check out Dave's books because they are really, really nice. They're I mean, great coffee they're, table books. 
That's they're, they're legit. See, I think they're so great. I don't want to put it on the coffee table because somebody might spill something on it. Somebody might touch a page, and then there's going to be a fingerprint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, you're going to be handling I'm that, it. I'm that person. You're going to be handling it with white with white gloves like the Disney archivist. Yes. Yeah. You know, I really need to get some of those now. Like, think about <laughs> I it. I guess too. For looking at stuff that yeah. maybe then I might open up my D23 magazines. Well, there you go. You can check that out <laughs> there at Skull Rock Podcast. And uh, we just got the Alan Coates um, uh, Imagineering book out. So, uh, or I, I would say Alan Coates. Alan Coates and Dave co-wrote uh, this Claude Coates Walt Disney Imagineer book, which is amazing on oldmillpress.com. And we're going to give away one of those books. Uh, I believe it's going to be signed there if you're looking statewide. So be sure, uh, if you're living statewide in the intercontinental United States, so uh, please be sure to check out Skull Rock Podcast. Kristen, how about you and Dining at Disney? You can check out diningatdisney.com and our podcast, Dining at Disney. We do two of those a week. Um, We recently talked about May the 4th. We kind of gave that menu um, a a nice go over of the foodie guide for it. Some of those items will continue through to the end of May. So um, you may still want to check that out and see what you can take advantage of that you don't know about yet. But yeah, we do two a week. So make sure to follow us on all the social media places. uh, Subscribe to our podcast. Um, Yeah. And if you're looking to book travel, you can contact me at themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. For those of you that don't have kids, Disney does have an up to 35% off cruises right now. So that's a rarity. Usually it's kids uh, sale free is the promotion. So you may want to contact me about that. Absolutely. Themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. Thank you all for tuning in to yet another edition of the Disney List. We'll catch you next week. In the meantime, have a good one. My name is Al John. And I'm Kristen. And and we'll we'll see you real soon. Number eight. Oh, for heaven's sake. What's a show without me hitting the wrong button? I know. You'll make me happy. And opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment and informational purposes. All other trademarks mentioned are the property of their respective owners. I'm Kristen Hetzel, co-host of Dining at Disney Podcast. Every week I chat about dining at Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resort and Disney Cruise Line with my fellow foodie, Bubba. We also feature restaurants and food reviews, information to help you plan your dining, Disney food news, recipes, and a monthly panel discussion. Visit DiningAtDisney.com and subscribe to Dining at Disney Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast platform. Dining at Disney Podcast, the happiest plate on earth.